By most analyses, it seems that this was a good day for Donald Trump at the U.S. Supreme Court. The justices seem to signal that they are poised to side with the former president and against the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to disqualify him and remove him from the 2024 presidential ballot. Even some members of the court's so-called liberal wing seem to pose some difficult questions to the lawyers opposed to Donald Trump. Uh, let's uh, turn back to our esteemed panel of lawyers, including now joining us, uh, conservative attorney James Bopp Jr. Uh, Mr. Bopp, let me, let me start with you. You have argued in front of the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, multiple times. What were your takeaways from the oral arguments uh, earlier today? I think your panelists have been uh, right on in terms of interpreting uh, the questions and concerns expressed by the justices. And that is, uh, in our whole system uh, of election, there's only one national office, and that's the presidency and vice presidency of the United States. And what, whether you can have state-by-state -state determinations of very serious legal questions many of which are unprecedented in our history about Section 3's disqualification, that you can have state-by-state -state, uh, determinations of that with the chaos and overturning of an election that even one state could cause if they disqualified a candidate that would have otherwise won, tells you that there has to be a national solution to this. And that, it seems to be, to be Congress, either on January 6th, when Congress can, is entitled under the Constitution and the laws of, this, of the United States to determine the eligibility, the qualifications of a candidate for president when they determine who is to be the president, or through a statute. Uh, that uh, provides a, an appropriate mechanism for this. And it seems to me uh, that that's what you're uh, left with. Uh, the Colorado had to, has to prevail on like a dozen serious legal issues mm -hmm. uh, in order to prevail. And it sounds like to me that there is uh, a bunch of them that the justices aren't willing to accept. How do you ultimately think the justices are going to rule? Do you think there's a chance it could be a, a unanimous opinion based on what you heard? Boy, you sure have got to think that. Uh, uh, now, I, I agree. I've argued six times in the Supreme Court, won nine cases there. You know, uh, you, you have to be cautious uh, reaching the, uh, conclusions about the questions that they ask. But many of these justices were talking about not not just asking questions or, you know, de devil's advocate questions, but they were expressing their own concerns about uh, the Colorado decision and where it would lead our country. Uh, it's very important that our uh, elections be considered legitimate and uh, this willy-nilly state-by-state, maybe just one bureaucrat or one state court judge taking a, a presidential candidate off with the result of uh, affecting the outcome of the election just is intolerable. And uh, uh, so it does, uh, I think it, it's Congress's role and that's what they'll leave it to. Uh, George Conway, uh, I want you to take a listen uh, to the lawyer for the Colorado voters uh, responding to a question from Justice Kavanaugh. What about the idea that um, we should think about democracy, 
think about the right of the people to elect uh, candidates of their choice, uh, of letting the people decide, because your position has the effect of disenfranchising uh, voters to a significant degree. This case illustrates the danger of refusing to apply Section 3 as written, because the reason we're here is that President Trump tried to disenfranchise 80 million Americans who voted against him, and the Constitution doesn't require that he be given another chance. Now, I know that you agree with that, because I heard you saying, yes, exactly, right. but uh, I don't know that Justice Kavanaugh... Well, I, I, I agree with that, but also I think it's interesting that the solution that the Supreme Court seems to be headed toward doesn't respond to that. Mm -hmm. It's saying that somebody else is going to disenfranchise the voters, be it the, the Congress on January 6th or be it a federal court. We don't know which off-ramp, where the off-ramp they're taking is going to go. But they're not saying that a, that some, a candidate for president cannot be um, denied the ability to sit as president for being an insurrectionist. Just not by... Right. So what they're saying is, they're saying is, well, the president could be on the ballot. I mean, the, the person who's elected president could be on the ballot and later found to be an insurrectionist. Well, that seems to me just as much anti-democratic as what Kavanaugh seemed to be directing his question. So, Jim, a day ago, I would have thought this was a crazy hypothetical, but there are no crazy hypotheticals in this world anymore. Um, what if the Supreme Court rules the way that we think the Supreme Court is going to rule, the U.S. Supreme Court, and says it's not up to the states to do this, it's too much power because it's a federal office. What if then a Democratic Congress and President Trump are elected in November, and during that period, there is a conviction of Donald Trump, not for insurrection, but for January 6th-related crimes by Jack Smith. And then on January 6, 2025, this Democratic Congress says, we're not going to cede an insurrectionist. He's clearly uh, in violation of the 14th Amendment. If it goes down that road, I mean, we're, we're going to be right back where we are today, right? All this will end up back at the Supreme Court again, I believe. I do think that if the court paves the way for that without looking at some of these other issues, right, we, the, the, clearly they don't want states willy-nilly making decisions where you have Texas, maybe that maybe it happens to the other side. That was brought out during the hearing as well, that, you know, somebody may take on Biden in that way and say that he's disqualified for some reason by way of insurrection, because what's the definition of insurrection? That was also raised by the justices. So you, you have those issues. You also had Justice Jackson really honing in on the issue of officer and office and and really throwing the the uh, Trump legal, legal team a bone on that one. And they didn't really bite on it. He didn't take the opportunity to really seize the moment there because it seems like she had real questions as to whether um, the president is an officer under that statute or not. The, the others really didn't seize on that, but she did. And I think that's significant. Are they going to find a way that we don't end up with a January 6th issue, you know, in their ruling? All right, just